Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. Today I want to touch on a topic that I think there's a lot of confusion around, um, and I think a lot of it might stem from social media, it might also stem from social media, it might also stem from social media, right? What I want to touch on today is the fine line between being overly flexible when it comes to dieting and being overly restrictive. And, you know, the thing for me is there's a lot of messages online of flexibility when dieting is the way forward. And it's all about your calories in versus your calories out. And I, I honestly think that there needs to be a certain level of flexibility within your diet plan moving forward um, just to avoid that over restriction. But again, to what extent you take that flexibility might play a massive role within your progress of your journey that you are on. And a lot of the time, your slower progress that comes from a very flexible diet can actually lead you to quitting. And like I said, I think there's a big misconception or a big, a very big gray area when it comes to the flexibility of the diets, because like I said, online, social media, there's a lot of people that portray you can eat whatever you want as long as you're in a calorie deficit and you're going to elicit fat loss. Now, I know I've touched on this topic multiple times on this podcast, but I think the more I say it and the more I carry the message over there or out there, the more I think it's going to hit home. For me, I'm, you know, and this is not me saying, oh, you, fuck, you got to eat lettuce leaves and broccoli and chicken and whatever the case is. But there needs to be a certain element of discipline. There needs to be a certain element of basing your decisions aligned with your goals. And for me, it personally, it can't be over flexible. And I think that's what I want to clear up today is where to draw that line between the extreme flexibility of a diet and the extreme restrictiveness on a diet and how the two different, so if we look at the two different factors I mentioned, flexibility and restriction, how these two different factors play a role with your adherence to the plan. And it's sort of like a they bounce off one another if I want to put it that way. So if you're overly flexible, how is it going to affect your adherence to the plan? Or if you're overly restrictive, how is it going to affect your adherence to the plan, right? And I know this might sound like a bit of a fucking boring topic of conversation, but it's the boring topics of conversation that you need to hear and that you need to understand. Because I can sit and laugh and make funny jokes about Sue and Sally and fucking whatever on this on this podcast. But for me, at some point, I need to jump straight into it and say to you, you know what, you've been overly flexible. That's going to slow your progress down and you're not going to be able to adhere to the plan because there's you see no results and or you've been overly restrictive and this is what you need to do. You need to stop that shit immediately, but this is how you're going to do it. So there's this notion of you can eat whatever you want as long as you're in a calorie deficit and you're going to elicit fat loss. Now, don't get me wrong. To elicit fat loss, you have to be in a calorie deficit, right? But the issue that I have with eating whatever you want and trying to remain within a calorie deficit is it's probably going to be very difficult to remain within a calorie deficit. So let's say, for example, you're living off McDonald's or you're living off donuts. Realistically, you need to ask yourself, how many donuts are you going to be able to eat on generic amount, quote unquote, 1,500 calories? It's not going to be a lot, 
right? So it's going to be difficult to adhere to that plan. Here's the issue that I have with an extremely or excessive flexible diet, right? If your goal is fat loss, let's always keep that in mind. If your goal is fat loss and you are trying to elicit fat loss and you are trying to work on healthier habits, this is what I'm aiming this episode towards, right? If that's not your goal and you're just listening for fun, well done. Thank you. All right. You can head over to rate the review, rate the podcast and review the podcast. Sure, Mandy, (laughs) wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. (laughs) All right. So here's the problem I have with being overly flexible. Number one, if you're overly flexible, it's going to slow the progress down, right? So yes, you'll be in a calorie deficit, but because the foods that you are consuming on this overly flexible diet, that is assuming that you are consuming loads of these foods, a lot of the times, a lot of these foods come with a high level of uh, carbohydrates. It comes with a higher level of sodium and that's going to help or that's going to make your body retain a fair amount of water. So that progress on the scale is going to look like it's moving slower, right? So then what happens when it moves slower? Number two, it leads to frustration. Because at the end of the day, as much as I try and tell everyone, you know, we need to work away from that mindset being focused purely on the scale, realistically, I know it's not going to fucking happen because that scale is used as a point of measurement, right? And there's a lot of fixation around it. So what happens is, so number one, your progress is slower. Number two, when your progress on that scale is slower, it leads to frustration. Now, immediately you can't see what you're doing wrong because you're eating within a calorie deficit and every Sally Sue and fucking Beth told you that you can eat as long as you're in a calorie deficit, eat as much fucking Krispy Kreme as you want, right? Um, they even come do little fucking ads and promos on it. Anyway, So that's going to lead to a level of frustration. And you're going to think that you, you know, this is not working for you. Eventually what happens is number three, it leads to a lack of motivation. Now you're not motivated at all because you know what you're eating within a deficit. There's no progress or there's slow progress. You're getting frustrated. This leads to lack of motivation. And we all know what happens when lack of motivation hits right? When lack of motivation hits, that leads to you giving up. If you don't have the correct action plan and take action to get that motivation back, you are going to actually, most likely, it depends on person to person and your personality, a lot of the time you're going to end up giving up, right? And that is the last thing that I want to see, right? So like I said, being overly flexible, And consuming whatever you want, but trying to remain within a deficit is going to be very difficult. It's going to be exceptionally difficult because there's going to be slower progress. It's going to lead to frustration. The frustration is going to lead to a lack of motivation. And the lack of motivation is going to lead to you giving up, right? Now, another big downfall for me when being overly, overly flexible is it's going to be so difficult to adhere to your deficit amount. So as much as we think it's all fun and games and we can eat as much McDonald's, donuts, takeaways that we want, as long as we remain within a calorie deficit, at the end of the day, it's going to be very difficult to remain within that calorie deficit because you're going to be consuming far less foods for higher values of calories, if that makes sense. So for example, if we look at McDonald's, your quarter pounder deluxe with a large fries and an Oreo McFlurry. I think we're really looking at about 1,500 calories. So envision that. That's your only meal for the day. And then all of a sudden you get hungry around dinner time 
and you want to eat and you're going to eat, you have to eat, you have to fuel your body and immediately you're going to be consuming over your total calories for the day, which is going to put you, potentially put you within a calorie surplus amount. And we know that a calorie surplus amount, when you're in that surplus zone, that's where weight gain takes place. So again, like I said, it's going to be tougher to adhere to because the food's higher in calories, so your more processed foods, those foods are not going to keep you for full for very long. And you're potentially going to go and snack in between or you're going to consume more food. So it's going to make it very difficult to adhere to the plan if you are including a lot and a lot of fun foods within your plan. Now, this is not me pissing on your fun parade. I'm not the fun police and stopping you from having fun foods, right? I think there's a certain, there has to be a certain element of inclusion of these fun foods in the plan. But where do you draw the line? And, you know, that's the thing for me is I can sit and show everyone on Instagram or on my socials that, hey, it's, you know, I consume pizza and beer every single weekend. I consume chocolate every night. I consume donuts and this and that. And you know what the thing is for me, that would be me looking for attention online. That would be me looking for engagement online. And that would not be very professional of me because I would be portraying the wrong message and that could potentially be setting you up for failure. And I've seen a lot of people do that and it pisses me off, like properly. It really pisses me off because I know what it takes to lose weight. I've been there and I've had to do the difficult job to get to where I am now right? So what a beer and pizza for me now and burgers is not detrimental to my weight loss moving forward. Reason why I am not focusing on losing weight like you might be doing, right? My focus is purely living a healthy lifestyle and maintaining the weight that I've lost. So I can include far more fun foods at the moment than what I would have right in the beginning of my journey. And it's very, very important to understand that, is that when someone poses with all these different fun foods and they've already got a ripped six pack or a lean body or a unique physique or whatever the fuck you want to call it without me being cancelled, is they've already done the hard graft to get where they are. And now it's easier for them to pose with all these foods hanging out of their mouths. That's one thing I always want you to remember. And I know I have mentioned this on an episode before, but I'll mention it over and over and over again. So again, like I said, I'm not the fun police. I'm not pissing on your fun parade. I'm not telling you you're not allowed to have any fun foods. At the end of the day, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. But if the goal, if the ultimate goal is fat loss and creating a healthier lifestyle, you always need to look at that middle line of drawing that line and saying, cool, where are we going to take it from? Yeah, because if you look at the other spectrum of the other end of the spectrum of extreme flexibility, you look at extreme restriction. And again, that can be detrimental to your journey because when you're looking at extreme restriction, basically now you're cutting out everything that is fun, right? Absolutely everything. And you create this mindset of I'm not allowed to eat this and I'm not allowed to eat that. So that on its own is comes with a number of potential problems as well. Number one, it's going to be difficult to adhere to if you're not including any of your fun foods, right? Number two is 
it is going to create more of an unhealthier relationship with food moving forward because you're telling yourself that you can't eat this. This is not allowed. This is not good for your diet. And at the end of the day, you want to work away from that and actually work on a better relationship with food, right? Number three, a overly restrictive diet more often than not is going to lead to yo-yo dieting. And that is a cycle that you want to break. That is a cycle that you want to leave in your past, right? And how do you do that is then you say, cool, we need to start working on that relationship with food and we need to start including fun foods. And you see, that is where the issue comes in because now we want to include fun foods, but we're not sure or you're not sure where that line is because every Beth, Peter and fucking Sue and Sally online is telling you you can eat whatever you want. And again, this is not me <laughs> saying you can't eat what you want. And this is not me saying don't include fun foods. But remember now, if you're extremely rest uh, restrictive as well, it's going to be difficult to adhere to the plan. Your relationship with food is not going to be a great relationship. Your mindset around food is not necessarily going to be the greatest. And that yo-yo effect of dieting is going to be real. And like I said, that's the cycle that we want to break. So there's that fine line between being fully, fully flexible and being fully, fully restrictive. And where do you draw that line? And that's the thing for me is saying, you know what? You need to establish where that line is going to be drawn, right? So you got to ask yourself a couple of questions. And I think the first question would be is, are you okay with an exceptionally slow rate of fat loss? And if you are okay with that, then you know what you can include or then go for it and include more fun foods than what you include other foods. But at the end of the day, if fat loss is your goal, and you want to lose it at a sustainable rate, you want to see progress, you're going to have to draw the line of flexibility between flexibility and restriction somewhere. So number one, and a very important thing for me is working on that relationship with food and that mindset around food. And for me to explain that is be, okay, cool. You know what? All food has a place within your plan right? That is very important to note is that your fun foods, your so your calorie dense foods, as well as your nutrient dense foods, your treats or whatever the case is, all of these foods have a place within the plan, right? That is so important because that helps work on the mindset around food, but it also works with the relationship of food. So that for me is always going to be important, but then also knowing, okay, cool, let me set up a plan of action aligned with my goals, right? So that plan of action would be something like, you know what, throughout the week, I'm going to look at two or three days where I include a fun food. And the reason I'm including, including the fun food is to help me adhere to the plan. And I put so much emphasis on that is because I think that has been taken out of, you know, it just been thrown around left, right and center and taken out of context, for example, is eat whatever you want, when you want. But it's so important for me knowing that, yes, we can eat what we want, when we want, but we need to ask ourselves, is that going to align with your goals? And then also saying, you know what? Yes, I've got that flexibility, but that flexibility, and it re rewind a bit. Yes, I've got that flexibility and it's 100% fine to use that flexibility, 
but I'm going to use it purely from the point to help me adhere to the plan. So knowing that on a Monday night you can have your chocolate after dinner or knowing on a Tuesday night you're going to have your cream and and custard. What a fucking combination, man. (laughs) Your cream and custard after dinner or knowing on a Friday that Friday is your wine and pizza night. So, you know, that's when you're going to include it in the plan. So Including these things as part of the plan really does help you feel like it is non-restrictive. It helps bring that enjoyment to the plan. And when you have that enjoyment in the plan, it helps you adhere to the plan. But again, you can hear what I'm saying is it has to be part of the plan, right? So you've got to put the plan up and you've got to say, These are the nights or the days where I'm potentially going to include fun foods so that in your mind you already know it's part of the plan. So if you do have the fun foods, it's part of the plan. You feel okay with it and you don't have guilt that is associated with that. And that really helps you start working on your relationship around the food. But if you've got no fun foods part of the plan and one day you have a fuck ton loads of fun foods, immediately there's going to be guilt that's associated with it because in your mind you've strayed from the plan, if that makes sense. So again, to work on that relationship with food, you you got to know that it's okay to include all food, but you also got to know when it is time or when is the right time or when is the appropriate time to actually be including these fun foods into the plan and why you are including them into the plan. So realistically, yes, I can have a donut every morning for breakfast, but do I really need a donut every single morning for breakfast and does it align with my goals? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. And then you also need to ask yourself, I absolutely, or you tell yourself, I absolutely love donuts and I can't live without them. Let me look at a way of incorporating those donuts without feeling bad about it and without them slowing down the process or the progress of the process as well. Then you'd say, okay, I'm going to include a donut for breakfast on Monday morning and Friday morning. The reason you're doing that is then it helps, like I said, bring that enjoyment to the plan. It's also not overly restrictive and it helps you adhere to the plan. It helps you feel as though all the fun hasn't been sucked out of your life. And food freedom, in my opinion, doesn't mean that you can eat as much of what you want whenever you want. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, you can, and it just really depends on your goals and you need to base the decisions on your goals. But for me, food freedom, and this is so important to understand, for me, in my opinion, food freedom is knowing that you can include any foods in your plan if you feel the need to do so and not feeling guilty about including those foods in your plan, all right? So there's, it's a very big difference between, oh, food freedom is eat whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want, but then you still expect to lose fat. For me, food freedom is knowing that, you know what, I can have it part of my plan. I can be okay with it being part of my plan, and I won't feel any guilt associated with it. And that, for me, is the most food freedom that you can get. And and I'm going to say this, and and I think it, you know, it, it might, I don't know, maybe a lot of people will agree with me, maybe a lot of people won't agree with me, but, you know, that's also, that's, that's it's open debate, right? <laughs> Each one has their own opinion. Sometimes I sit and I think and I wonder, and I'm like, has this anti-diet movement been taken a little bit far, right? Because at the end of the day, you if your goal is to elicit fat loss, 
right? And you've been surrounded with this anti-diet movement. It could very well skew your perception or idea of what you need to do to actually elicit fat loss. And when you can't or you're not seeing progress or you're not eliciting fat loss, you're going to start blaming yourself. And I think that's why I think there needs to be clarity and the correct message needs to be portrayed across to everyone. Because like I said, there's there's so many, I want to say, influencers uh, online that are looking for engagement and looking for attention. And what better way to get engagement and intention or attention by posing with a donut and having a quote-unquote lean figure, it's going to create attention. It's going to create engagement because that is what you as an audience want to see. You want to, now this is going to sound harsh, and I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say we. A lot of times we want to see what we want to believe. We want to believe that you can eat absolutely anything and lose weight. But I'm going to tell you today that it's actually not the case, right? You do need to focus on your food quality. There needs to be a line between flexibility and restriction. There needs to be decisions and choices made by you aligned with your goals. There needs to be self-discipline. There needs to be dedication. There needs to be perseverance. And I'm an honest or firm believer in a lot more nutrient-dense food. So you need to focus on the food quality of the food choices that you are making. And again, you you know, like I said, there's that fine line and you need to know that it's 100% okay to include these fun foods into your plan. But at the end of the day, the focal point around those foods on a regular basis, on a consistent basis, needs to be your nutrient-dense foods. Because at the end of the day, the entire progress or the process of this is to create a healthier lifestyle. And the byproduct of a healthier lifestyle is to say lose weight or lose fat. So your healthier lifestyle is definitely going to include more nutrient dense meals. Um, you know, and again, I know this may have come across. I did actually wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I, <laughs> at least I'm honest enough to say that I, um, the wind has been fucking blowing in Milneton since Monday. And if, you know, a lot of people know that one of my main trigger points is clicks. I don't like going into clicks because they're always short-staffed and they make it the customer's problems. Um, again, my personal opinion. But another trigger point of mine is the wind. The constant wind pumping, it just gives me a headache. It makes me moody. I um, At least I'm adult enough to admit that, right? Anyway, we digress. So again, for me is, I want to go as far as saying, you know what, it's, I do feel that sometimes we've been given or you've been given the wrong information. And again, you know, it goes from extreme dieting to extreme flexibility and having the incorrect information is going to make it very difficult for you to adhere to the plan. And if you can't adhere to the plan, you're going to end up giving up. And when you end up giving up, essentially you look at yourself as the problem because how can someone with a million followers be the problem? Or how can a massive corporate company be the problem? They've worked themselves up to where they are now. They must be 100% correct. But at the end of the day, it's not always necessarily the case, right? You need to remember they're after sales, they're after sales, they're after sales, and they'll do absolutely anything to get a sale and you need to focus on what works for you. So if you're at the point where two donuts a day 
surrounded by nutrient-dense meals is what's making you or allowing you to adhere to the plan, then you focus on that, right? And then work your way up to, say, having one donut per day. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, fuck, she's telling us what to do and you know, she's saying we need to cut out all foods and that's not what I'm doing. I want to assure you of that. I want to assure that I am, I've made this episode with your best interest at heart because I know what it takes or I know what it took to lose the weight in the beginning for me. And it was, I'm not going to say it was overly restrictive. There was things in the plan like a chocolate. There were things in the plan like marshmallows. There were things in the plan like say pizza, for example, but they were not an everyday occurrence. They were there to help me have that enjoyment in the plan and also help me adhere to the plan so I could make it a long sustainable journey. So yes, I would include these things, and and it also really helped with my relationship around food, my relationship around dieting, and my relationship around this entire weight loss process, right? So again, that's what you want to look at doing. But for someone to say you can eat absolutely what you want, when you want, and elicit fat loss, I think there's a, it's a bit of a skewed message that is being portrayed. And I don't want anyone to blame themselves. I don't want you. That's my thing. That is my biggest thing is I don't want you to blame yourself for not being able to adhere to a plan or not seeing progress if you're just doing what someone else said is okay to do. And again, I know this, this episode, I've taken a big chance in recording this episode because a lot of you might feel, oh, she's, oh, fuck, anti-diet. She doesn't like the movement. Oh, my God. And that's 100% okay because, I, you know, I'm 50-50 about the movement. I, you know, at the end of the day, you want to, you need to create something that works for you. And I'm going to be very real, raw, and honest, is to elicit fat loss, there needs to be a quite a high level of self-discipline, of dedication. You need to take action on a regular basis because it's your action that actually breeds motivation, right? So to be motivated, you need to take action because if you don't see results, you're not going to be motivated. But the only way you're going to see results is if you actually take action and you base your choices aligned on your goals. That's how you're going to see results. And when you see results, you're going to be more motivated to see more results, right? So at the end of the day, this is just an episode that I randomly thought up and it's been on my mind for quite a while because I see that is a, a big mistake or not mistake. It's just people been led down the wrong rabbit hole. Rabbit hole? Is that even the right word? I don't know. I'm very tired. The wind has blown all my brain cells away. Um, not really, hey? Not really, guys. But yeah, so again, you want to look at saying, cool, there's a huge amount of flexibility, but I'm not seeing progress. What do I need to change? Or say, you know what? There's a huge amount of restriction that is taking place and you are potentially feeling like you're going to overindulge soon. So you say, cool, let's see if you can add one or two fun foods. So it's just about drawing that middle ground or that middle line and saying, you know what? I'm 100% fine with all foods and I know there's a time and a place to include those foods into the plan so that I can still have enjoyment so that I don't feel restricted and that I can make this a way of life. But at the end of the day, the main message of this episode of the podcast is basically to say that if you do want to see results and you do want to see a foster level of progress, you're going to need to make some difficult decisions and you are going to have to reduce the amount of fun foods that you are including in your plan. And again, I just want to end off by being very clear. This is not me saying 
remove every single fucking chocolate from your cupboard now and don't ever eat it. That is not what I'm saying. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of you will only hear what you want to hear. And I don't want that. I want to be understood. (laughs) is very needy today as well. I just want you to understand that it's about finding a flexibility that works for you, that still brings you a level of progress and that is going to take you to your goals. That is what I want for you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of this podcast. I'm going to go catch a nap soon. I think I need one. Um, and again, if you if you want to review or rate this podcast, I will I will really, really appreciate it um, if you are enjoying any of the episodes or all of the episodes. Um, and that's pretty much it for today. I hope you guys keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep wink, wink, nudge, nudge, keep including one or two fun foods into your plan, but know where to draw the line. Much love, your very grumpy friend this morning, Mandy.